0: Okay, and we're live, so welcome back to our sutta study. Today we're continuing, completing the study of the uh, Arya Pariesana Sutta, Jai 26. So in just a minute we will be uh, switching over to the text. And uh, if you've not seen the earlier ones, if you're not familiar with this, the format, as always, is we'll be chanting the Pali for the Sutta, the portion that we're reading, and then we will read and discuss the English. And if you have questions, you can ask questions if you're here live. Ask questions via YouTube. And... And leave your comments, let us know what you think of this. It's something we're doing anyway every night, so. It's just nice to be able to broadcast and record it to YouTube as well. Okay, so let's get started. Namotasa Bhagavato Arahato Namo tasa, Bhagavato, Arahato, Sama, Sambuddhasa. Namo tasa, Bhagavato, Arahato, Sama, Sambuddhasa. Attaquaham, bikawe, anupu, main acharikam. Charamano, ye, nabarar, nasi, yena panchavagya bhikkhu te nupasankramim addasang sukomang bhikkave panchavagya bhikkhu dhurato agachantang diswana anyamanyam, anyam. santa pesung sungayam ko avuso Agachati bahuliko padana vipanto avato bahulaya. Soneva neva abiwa deta bonapachutta nasapatta jivaram partikan
1: deta bang apichako asanam
0: tapeta Sachea kang is sati, sati yata yata koahang bikawe upasanka tata tata panjavagi abikuna sakaya katikaya santatung ape Mang pachu cantua partia jivaram partica sum. Apecache asanampanya pesum. Apecache padoda kangupata pesum. A pichako Evangu te a hung bika ve pancha vaji biku eta da hojang. Ma bika ve tatagatang namin achahabusova de natasamuda charata. Ara hung bika ve tatagato samma sambudo. Oda-dha-tha-bhikave-sotam-mamatam-adigatam Aha-manusasami-ahangam-hangdesemi Yata-nusirtam-tata-partipajamana-nachira-seva seva yasattaya kulaputta agarasma Panagariyam pambachanti tadadutaram.
1: Brahmachariya pario sanam
0: dite vadamme sa yam avinya. Sachi katva upasam paja viadisatati. Evang would they be cave TAYA peko tvanga, uso go tama partipadaya. TAYA dukara karikaya na jagama utari manus adama. Alamari we say tarahi. Bauliko padana vipanto avato bahulaya Adikamisasilta rimanusadamma alamariyanyana dasana visay santi. We wangute ambika we pancha vagje biku Na bhikkave tatagato bauliko nabadana padana vibanto. na awato bhaulaya, araham bhikkave tatagato sama sambundo, o dahata bhikkave aham damang desemi, yata tata tata-pati-pajyamāna-nachira-seva seva yasataya kulaputta gulaputta samhadeva pabbha-janti-tata-nuttaraṁ brahmacāriyapariyo-sānāṁ Sayam abinya sachika twa upasampanja viharisatati. Taya biko twa mavusogota taya partipataya. Taya Dukkara kalika yana jagama utari manusadama
1: alamari yanyana dasana
0: ise padana vibanto avato bahulaya aya adika sasi. Butarimanus, the damma, alamariyanya, the dasa, navise santi. Dutyambiko, ahambika ve tatagato vahuliko ve. viharisatati. Tatiyam pigo bikawe panjoa gia biku Taya pigo tuanga vozo taya partipadaya. Taya dukaraka likaya nagikam nakuma utari Allah Maria sangking bahuliko pada nawibanto bahulaya
1: adigamisasi utari manusatama
0: Allah Maria Nyal evaṁ vutte āhāṁ bhikkave panchavagdi e bhikkhu e tādavotan abhijāṇātame no tumhe bhikkave ito bhūphe evaṁ pāṁ pāṁ bhāvitam e tānti no he tam bante ārahāṁ bhikkave tatāgato sammasambuddho O da hata so tanga matamadigatam.
1: Ahamanusa samia hangam
0: mung de semi. Yatanusip tangata partipajamana natira seva. Yasatayakulaputa samadeva brahmacharya pariyosanam ditte vadamme sayam abhinyasa shikhetva upasamphajya vihadis satatir asakim kovaham bhikkave panchavagyye bhikkhu sanyaphetu dve pisudham bhikkave bhikkhu o vadami Tayo bhikkhu pindāya jacaranti yam tayo bhikkhu pindāya jacaritva āharanti
1: tena ca baggiyā ya
0: tayo pisudambhika vevikkhovādāmi dve bhikkhu pindāya jacaranti yam dve bhikkhu pindāya jacaritva Ten a jabagia pima
1: Atacobika ve
0: panjavagia biku. Maya e wango adiamana e wang Atana jati damasamana jati dame. Adina wang jatang and Yoga came among Ajatang Anuttaram, anuttaram Pare samana ajaang Yoga yogaga came Atana samana jarada mewan with jaramutaram yogaga came among samana. Ajanganutarang yoga came on the pananga jugamansu. Atana bjadi dama samana pe. Atana marana dama samana. Atana soka dama samana. Atana sankile samana sankile sadam adina asam kiliptam anuttaram yogakkimam nivanam pariesamana, asam kiliptam anuttaram yogakkimam nivanam ajakamamsu, jnanam chapanayesam dasanam udhapadhi. Akupano idmuti ayamanti majati nati dani Panchi may be maguna pancha. Chaku rupa so, Tavinye Yasadapi Gana Vinye Yaganda ya Kaya Vinye ya Porta Pagita Kanta Manapa Piarupa Kamu Pansamita Raja. He
1: may go, pick Pancha
0: samana va bramana pancha hi me panchakam gune kadita mucchita cha pana nadinavadasa vina anisara anya te evam asy veditam bhab Panna yama pana yasana pana yata kama karania papi mago pasarasing adiseya so e omeas away BO anayama Yasanamapana māpānāyatā kāma kārṇīya luddhāsat āgacchante carpānālude yena kāmaṁ eva eva-mevaka-bhikāve ye ikeji sammarnā vā brahmanā vā pancha gātita mucchita ajopanna anadina vadasyuv asavina anissarana anya padibun chanti
1: teivame so iditabba e anayama
0: panna vyasana panyata kamakarniya bhimato
1: yetako
0: ke jibikkave samana brahmahna I may pancha gama gune yagatita anajo panna adi navada savinoni saranapanya paribunjanti te vamasu anayama panna nabayasaman nayata garnia papimato. Sayyata pibhika vea ranyako magoa bado pasara singa disayaya. So eva masa vedita go na anayama pano. Nabhyasama pano agha chante ca panai lu de ye na ye panca gune yagatita amu chita ana panya Teva-masu-veditava-naya-naya-mah-panna
1: naryasana panna naya
0: taka makar niyaha pimato
1: seyata
0: pibhika ve pavane sharmano visato gacchati we sato tirtati, we sato nisidati, we sato sa yanka peti. Tank is sae to anapata gato, bickaway ludasa.
1: Ewa
0: we wait and piti beat is janang up a sump and Javiharati. A young wood chati bicka we bicku and Punachaparang upasama pasama ajatang saman pasadanang. Cheetaso eko avitakang avicharang. Samadijang piti sogang, duty yang janang pasampajavi arati. Ayang wuchati bika wepe PUNA CHAPARANG BIKKA VE BIKKU PITIYA CHA VILAGHA UPEKAKO CHA VIHARATI SATO CHA SAMPA JANO SUKAN CHA VEDETI YANG TANG HARIYA ACHIKKANTI UPEKAKO SATTIMA SUKHA JANAM SAMPA VIHARATI I am Buchati, we cave, papimato. Punachaparam, we cave, we kusukas, such a pahana. Dukas, such a pahana, we vasomanas, so manasanam.
1: Atangamada, Dukamasokam, upeka,
0: satipa, we should I am good, Chati Bika, we pay Ba Pimato. Punachaparang, we cave, we kusam, Ananto AKASOTI so tiada viharati and jayatanang up a sampan javiharati. Ayang would jati be cave babimato anantam vinyar nanti vinyar nanjayatanang upa sampa javiarati. Ayang ut jati bika ve pa pimato. Bunachaparam ayam wo jati bi papi mato Punajaparang japaraang bi way akinchanya sama so akin chanya ya Sanya somebody ayam ni wassnya nasnya papi mato. Punachaparambika vevik sambasuni Ayang Wood bika bive biku and makazi marangapadang
1: wa it ma maacak
0: ku papi nisidati no kang dati Anapatagato tagato bikawe papi matoti. Idao jagawata manate biku. Bagawato basitam That's the end of the Ariapariaya Sutta or the Pasarasi Sutta. Let's get into the English. So, where well, we just left the Bodhisatta, he was uh, the Buddha. Right, he had just become enlightened and then thought about who he should teach first first he thought he wouldn't teach and then Brahma came and convinced him to teach and then he thought about who he would teach and decided to teach the five bhikkhus so he wandered to towards Isipatana, and on the way he met this guy Upaka who shook his head, wagged his tongue, and shook his head, and went off. Mm-hmm. So now we're getting to where he meets the five ascetics.
1: Go ahead. No, go ahead. Then, bhikkhus wandering by stages, I eventually came to Benares, Soda. I eventually came to Benares, to the deer park at and I approached the bhikkhus of the group of five. The bhikkhus saw me coming in the distance, and they agreed among themselves thus. Friends, here comes the recluse Gotama, who lives luxuriously, who gave up his striving and reverted to luxury. We should not pay homage to him, or rise up for him, or receive his bowl and outer robe, but a seat may be prepared for him. If he likes, he may sit down. However, as I approached, those bhikkhus found themselves unable to keep their pact. One came to meet me and took my bowl and outer robe, another prepared a seat, and another set out water for my feet. However, they address me by my name and as friend.
0: So these guys have a bone to pick with the Buddha. Because when he was a bodhisatta, he left them. He realized that torturing himself was not getting anywhere, so he uh, decided to give up torturing himself and taking and ate food. And so they, they think of him as living, living luxuriously, having given up striving and having reverted to luxury these three things they say so they see considering he was their teacher they would have to perform these duties for him standing up uh, you know getting getting up right paying homage rising up uh, they didn't pay homage to him but but they, they, as a teacher they would have had to pay homage to him rise up receive his bowl and outer rope means because he's coming on a long journey they should um, make him feel comfortable so this is how this is not just for teachers it's how actually senior and junior monks work so if a senior monk comes to the monastery you have to take his bowl and any junior monk who rece- who meets him should take his bowl and outer robe for him take the weight off and uh, sh- bring water for washing his feet and so on lots of, lots of different duties for monks who come if he's junior you just uh, show him where the water is and and let him do it himself but this would have been their teacher so Normally they would do these things out of courtesy, but they said uh, because he's a loser now and a uh, slacker, we're not going to do that. However, due to the greatness of the Buddha, uh, they, they were they're going to be nice because you know because he was uh, they thought of him as a friend at this point. They thought, well, we'll, we'll put out a seat for him, but uh, he can sit if he likes. But as they got closer, they couldn't do it. This is because of the greatness of the Buddha, right? But they still didn't pay respect to him. They addressed him as friend, avuso so uh, and by name as well. They called him friend Gotama, which is a terrible thing to call your teacher, much less the Buddha.
1: Okay, next. <clears throat> Thereupon I told them, bhikkhus, do not address the Tathagata by name and as friend. The Tathagata is, is an accomplished one, a fully enlightened one. Listen, bhikkhus, to the def- The deathless has been in- attained. I shall instruct you. I shall teach you the Dhamma. Practicing as you are instructed, by realizing for yourselves here and now through direct knowledge, you will soon enter upon and abide in that supreme goal of the holy life for the sake of which clansmen rightly go forth from the home life into homelessness.
0: Okay, first of all, the Dathagata is means one who has gone thus, or one who has... Is- come to dustness, or one who has become as the Buddha has become. It's just a word that he uses to describe himself. Such a person is kind of, I think, the meaning as far as I understand. I mean there's different meanings to it, but basically it's just such a person as me, because he, he doesn't want to use the word me, he said one who has gone in this way shouldn't be addressed. that It's just not, how is he going to teach if they're not being respectful is the point. It's, it sounds like he's actually being kind of uh, proud and arrogant saying, uh, looking down on them and getting a- angry and upset. But no, it's not. It's uh, it's a rule for teaching the Dhamma that it should not be taught to people who are acting disrespectful because there's no way that they'll take it seriously and, and out of respect for the Dhamma, out of respect for the truth. But, you know, mostly just because it's useless and um, it's like throwing, throwing your pearls to the swine, you no? Know? Uh, They have to, it's important for them to be, uh, just lend an ear, right? Listen, because the word listen, it actually means lend an ear or or bend your ear. Lean an ear in kind of thing is the word. I don't think the word is listen. At some point it says anyway, lend an ear. Deathless has been attained, deathless being Nibbana, because Nibbana has no birth and no death. So he's going to teach them, but you have to be respectful first. Because, you know, this is the thing about going and preaching to people. And until they believe in you, until they have faith in you, there's not much to be taught. There's no good in, in teaching. But here he has a mission. And he, he's The Buddha's kind of stubborn in that way. He breaks through barriers. So mostly as as monks, we would just leave them alone if they weren't respectful, We would just go our own way. But the Buddha had a mission, so he pushed through that. He had been invited to teach by Brahma, right? So he's gonna do it, come hell or high water. And so he says to them, and, and three times, right? So what did they answer?
1: <coughs> that's I was reading that to ta Ta has a bit of wordplay in it, like one who comes and one who goes. Yeah. yeah. When this was said, the bhikkhus of the group of five answered me thus Friend Gotama, by the conduct, the practice, and the performance of austerities, austerities that you undertook you did not achieve any superhuman states, any, distinct, any distinction in knowledge and vision worthy of the noble ones. Since you now live luxuriously, having having given up your striving and reverted to luxury, now will you have achieved any? How will you have achieved any superhuman states, any distinction in knowledge and vision worthy of the noble ones? When this was said, I told them, that Tathagata does not live luxuriously. Nor has he given up his striving and reverted to luxury. That Tathagata is an accomplished one, a fully enlightened one. Listen, Bhikkhus, that deathless has been attained from the home life into homelessness.
0: The dot 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 there is he's just repeating, uh, just repeating his this uh, argument. You know, this is his. Uh, he's making his case, saying, "Listen, and all. and if you do listen to what I'm saying." And it's quite uh, effacing, actually. The Buddha is not saying, uh, become my students or, or uh, believe me or so on. He's saying, uh, he's, putting, he's laying a case for them. If you practice this way, this is what will happen. And uh, really making a bold claim. And if you practice the way I teach, you will become, you will enter into uh, the deathless, which is, attain uh, the deathless and you will enter and abide in the supreme goal of the holy life which is enlightenment. So they say in return, yeah, they don't believe you. Why? Because when you were torturing yourself, you didn't get anything about it. You didn't get anything out of it. So for six years he had been torturing himself, as it says in other sutta. Maybe not for six years, right? Because above we, we we miss this whole austerity thing. It's interesting that the sutta above skips the whole five monks torturing themselves thing uh, it just says that he met these two teachers, right? And now it's talking about the austerities, which actually doesn't isn't described in the sutta. But I think the deal is, after the after meeting the two teachers, then he went off on his own, and then the five uh, ascetics came. The five ascetics, I think we mentioned before, were the the five. Um, there were five sons of the five five of the Brahmins. Who were there on his naming day, the Bodhisattva's naming day? Uh, one, one of them, sorry, one of them was actually there. Kundanya was actually there on the Bodhisattva's naming day, and uh, where they were met, where they were go- they were uh, instructed to read his horoscope or give his give a uh, prediction about his future. And all the other monks, all the other Brahmins, put up two fingers. And said he could either become a Buddha or become a, uh, a wheel turning monarch. And Kondanya put up one finger and said he'll definitely be a Buddha. Become a Buddha. There's only one path for him. And, and then Kondanya went forth to find the Buddha. When he heard that the Buddha had gone forth, he went forth as well. And four other of his uh, fellow's sons, because by this time they were, the rest of them were all old. Kundanya had been the youngest Brahmin. At this point he's the oldest of the of the, the five ascetics, because the rest are sons of his his fellow Brahmins. So that's where the group of five comes from. And they had been torturing themselves and be, because that's really what people believed at the time. There was no there was no middle way in the time of the Buddha. It was either you live the house-life and enjoy central pleasures, or you go forth and you torture yourself, you you abstain from central pleasures, there was no, hap- there was no pleasure to be found or no happiness to be found in between, and the Buddha claimed that he had found this happiness that was in between based on the jhanas and based on samatha meditation and vivasana meditation, and of course mainly based on the attainment of Nibbana, of, of enlightenment. So the Buddha, Buddha, tells, refutes them. He 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 point he he he, he argues with them because they thinking their point their their idea is that eating food is lux, luxury, and the Buddha refutes that. He's or he argues against that. He says, just because I'm eating food doesn't mean I'm living luxury luxuriously, and eating food doesn't equate to giving up striving. In fact, it's necessary for striving was. That's the point he makes elsewhere, is that his reason for eating wasn't because he wanted to give up the holy life, was because he wanted to fulfill the holy life, the true holy life. And to do this he had to feed his body and care for his uh, physical well-being. So then they say, they ask him a second time and the second time he argues against them and then the third time they say to him You didn't do it when you were torturing yourself. How can you achieve any distinction and knowledge and vision worthy of the Noble Ones now that you are no longer torturing yourself, and now that you're actually eating and flattening yourself up like a pig? And then the Buddha throws the final punch.
1: When this was said, I asked them, Bhikkhus, have you ever known me to speak like this before? No, Venerable Sir. Bhikkhus, the Tathagata is an accomplished one, a fully enlightened one. Listen, Bhikkhus, the deathless has been attained. I shall instruct you, I shall teach you the Dhamma. Practicing as you are instructed by realizing for yourselves here and now the direct knowledge you will soon enter upon and abide in that supreme goal of the holy life for the sake of which clansmen rightly go forth from the home life into homelessness.
0: You want some more. You can get some more. Oh. Okay. So um, so um, yeah. So his his clincher is this this uh, revelation, um, kind of a slap in the face to them. You know, do you really think? Are, are you really so fed up with me that you think that I would actually lie to you now? Do that, that, you, know, you know me so, so poorly? Do you know so little about me to think that I would be uh, you know, n- claiming, claiming something? Have you ever heard me make a claim that was not true? Am I the sort of person who would come out and make this sort of claim? And and that gets them thinking because it 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 makes them ask themselves: Is there something? Is there actually something different about the Buddha? Then? Or does he seem somehow different? And that kind of unnerves them because it's clear that something is very very different about him. Uh, which is the reason why they got up and took his robe and bowl and and uh, um, greeted him and and give him a seat because they could see that something was clearly different and so this unnerves them and they, they change their tone and instead they instead of I was so they call him uh, venerable sir and they're now prepared prepared to regard him as a superior and then he repeats his claim
1: I was able to convince the bikus of the group of five then I sometimes instructed two bhikkhus while the other three went for alms, and the six of us lived on what those three bhikkhus brought back from those alms, their alms round. Sometimes I instructed three bhikkhus while the other two went for alms, and the six of us lived on what those two bhikkhus brought back from their alms round.
0: Right, so this is the Dhammachaka What Sutta. What he means by convincing them is I taught them the Dhammacakkappavattana Sutta, and boy, did it convince them! You know, it, it it it's it would have been surprising had he not been able to convince them with the Dhammacakkappavattana Sutta. Not just because the teaching itself was brilliant and 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 never before heard. It's in fact one of the most well known and, and most respected teachings of the Buddha. But also because after he taught it, there was a an, out, an outcry the whole universe uh, all angels from all the, all the heavens and, and Brahmas from all the Brahma worlds shouted out so that there was a noise and I think a light and I think an earthquake and all sorts of stuff uh, to to mark this historical occasion so I think with all the fireworks it would have been uh, hard to not be convinced that there's something special about this teaching. But the most, Im- the most important part was that Kundanya, after the uh, Dhammacakkhavat and the, the the leader, uh, Kondanya, Kundanya uh, became a Sotapanna. He he attained the Dhammacakkha, Chak, Dhamma the wheel of Dhamma, on oh, no, the eye of Dhamma. Sorry. And uh, then he spent five days, and, and I think the, um, the commentary says at one point that it was one by one by one. So then the, the next one became a sotapanna, and the third one became a sotapanna. they all became sotapanna one day after another, and that's why they went out on alms round sometimes two, sometimes three. I guess in the beginning it would have been uh, he just took out one, and then he took out two and three. Whoever became a sotopana, I think he may have done it that way, where he took them out like that. Um, but he didn't. He didn't go out himself, right? He was staying behind because he had to take care of the monks and to really ensure that they all got it and 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 in five days were able to become sotapanna. He would stick around and instruct them and and have to deal with the problems that arose. So we talk about these different states that can come out to uh, hinder one's practice, like. Some, some of the monks would have seen uh, bright lights and not know how to deal with that. Some of them would have uh, had great uh, rapture or shaking in the body or so on. Some of them might get lost in magical powers and they had to deal with all of the various uh, conditions that arose. It shows the importance. Even the Buddha had this sort of relationship with his students, reporting with them, you know, meeting with them and teaching them one by one, one on one the Buddha could read their minds, so it was much easier for him. And then at the end, he taught them the lakana Sutta, which did the following.
1: Then the bhikkhus of the group of five, thus taught and instructed by me, being themselves subject to birth, having understood the danger in what is subject to birth, seeking the unborn supreme security from bondage, Nibbāna, attained the unborn supreme security from bondage, Nibbāna, being themselves subject to aging, sickness, death, sorrow, and defilement, having understood the danger in what is subject to aging, sickness, death, sorrow, and defilement, seeking the unaging, unailing, deathless, sorrowless, and undefiled supreme security from bondage, Ibana, they attain the unaging, unailing, deathless, sorrowless, and undefiled supreme security from bondage, Ibana. The knowledge and vision arose in them. Our deliverance is unshakable. This is our last birth. There is no renewal of being.
0: The actual text um, separates these all out, but again, remember we're talking about the six types of um, improper search. Searching after things subject to birth, things that, uh, searching after things subject to aging, sickness, death, sorrow, and defilement. These six types of things are are the anaryaparyesana, the ignoble search. Remember, that's the context of the sutta. So. He's putting the attainments of the bhikkhus in in terms of search, saying that themselves subject to these things, they searched out that which was not subject to these things and found what was not subject to these things, which is Nibbana. And then this is something he usually says about himself. He says about the five uh, ascetics, that their deliverance was unshakable, that this was their last birth and there was no renewal of being for them. It means they became arhats. That's the story of the past, he's giving a description of these guys, he's talking about his own enlightenment and how he found, the how he was, became free from these six things and how he reached the goal of the noble search and then he, ta- he goes all the way to talking about these five and how they uh, reached the goal of the noble search, the noble um, pursuit. And now now he's back. Now we're back in the present. He's no longer telling stories, and this is the final part of the Sutta.
1: Because there are these, these five cores of sensual pleasure. What are the five? Forms cognizable by the eye that are wished for, desired, agreeable, and likable, connected with sensual desire and provocative of lust. Sounds cognizable by the ear, odors cognizable by the nose, flavors cognizable by the tongue, tangibles cognizable by the body that are wished for, desired, agreeable, and likable, connected to sensual desire, and provocative of lust. These are the five chords of sensual pleasure. All right, so here's the...
0: one of the linchpins of the Buddhist teaching is recognizing this and understanding this paragraph. Understanding the five chords of sensual pleasure. Yeah, um, in, in fact, this, this part is probably the most practical. Or at least more practical than the story. The story was anecdotal, kind of gives you a feel for the sort of quest that we have to we have to follow. Uh, what is the noble, the ignoble? What is enough, and what is not enough? And now he's getting more practical. So how, now he's going to really hit these guys to help them to become enlightened. So help them learn about the the noble the noble path and the, the noble pursuit. So the start of the pursuit is to deal with uh, wh- that which we cling to, that which we crave, and that is the five. It, the base is the five chords of sensual pleasure. It's just seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, feeling, the five senses that are wished for, desired, agreeable, and likable. So from here to here, it's it's all cool, you know. It's 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 nice. I mean, they're wished for. Well, things that are wished for, why should you give them up? What's wrong with that? They're desired. They're agreeable and they're likable. Agreeable and likable. They're even pleasurable, you might say. Then you think, well, this is why they're so hard to. This is why the Buddha called them cords and guna, the that they are they are like they're bonds. The Buddha said, leather, uh, even chains, even metal chains are not considered not to be considered strong bonds, but the bonds of sensual pleasure are. Far stronger than any chains that could buy any worldly chains, because they're wished for, desirable, agreeable, and likable, and you have to accept that. Any kind of guilt or, or self hatred you have for your desires is, uh, is is only going to fuel your lack of acceptance of that. You have to accept that they're pleasurable. In fact, as soon as you do that, they begin to fade away, and it becomes it becomes kind of. Uh, mundane and you you, you get to see actually that they're not so wonderful, they don't lead to happiness, there's nothing special about them, you get bored of them, uninterested, dispassionate. But until then, the problem is that without seeing that, without seeing them as they are, without accepting them and and really just being with them, without acting upon them and without repressing them, they get caught up in, in desire, the excitement of it. And this is the problem with them: is that they're addictive, they're habit forming. It's not an it's it's not good either to repress them or to chase after them. It creates habits of either desire or aversion, uh, addiction or aversion, and uh, lust and sensual desire. That's with sights, sounds, smells, tastes, and feelings. So what about these five things? What does the Buddha have to say about them?
1: As to those recluses and brahmins who are tied to these five cores of central pleasure, infatuated with them and utter, utterly committed to them, and who are, who use them without seeing the danger in them or understanding the escape from them, it may be understood of them. They have met with calamity, met with disaster. The evil one may do with them as he likes. Suppose a forestier who is bound lay down on a heap of snares. It may, it might be understood of him. He has met with calamity, met with disaster. The hunter can do with him as he likes. And when the hunter comes, he cannot go where he wants. So too, as those recklesses and Brahmins, who are tied to these five cords of sensual pleasure, it may be understood of them. They have met with calamity met with disaster, the evil one may do with him as he likes.
0: This is a characteristic characterization of a common characterization of Mara, the evil one. Baapima and the evil one. Uh, that he doesn't just he doesn't he doesn't work by hurting people, by inflicting pain. He's not like this angel of death or something. He's like Satan. He works by um giving you whatever you want. There's this book, this old, old book. It's like a hundred years old. uh, What's it called? Um, The Sorrows Sorrows of Satan or something like that. And uh, it's a really interesting book. Satan goes around giving everybody everything they want. And it corrupts them so totally. It's the worst possible thing you could do to people. It just gives them whatever they want and they become evil and wicked. And and, uh, that's a lot like the Buddhist Mara. He... uh, he catches us up with bait, right? The, in the Niwapa sutta, we learned that the Mara is like a baiter, and it's very much like that. This is without without even anthropomorphizing it. Just the just the uh, quality of 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 attachment is a hook. This is how business works. This is how consumerism works. We get hooked on on things like how they sell you. Uh, uh printers, right? and then they charge you for the printer cartridges. everything is like that. I'm trying to think of something more mundane but soap they get you hooked on soap and we have to have soap all the time. maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's a good one. I didn't use soap for a while uh, hope we get we get hooked on uh, well drugs and so on I guess but just about everything is a, a means of getting hooked. How uh, women and men hook hook each other in romantic, uh, in regards to romance. How people um, know how to push each other's buttons, right? Play guilt cards and and victim cards, and so on, and you know, try to make people sympathize with them. And as soon as you fall for it, when you get caught up with your attachments or aversions right people try to push your buttons to make you angry or to uh, attract you to snare you in knowing what you want if you watch if you as uh, if you study these things and then you watch people's interactions there a lot of it is about hooking and and trying to catch you to reel you in and get you caught up in some kind of game or some kind of web. So the, the, and and we do this for ourselves as well. This is how our debt accumulates and we get caught up in roles as romantic partners and as parents and as employers, employees. Our accumulation of even material goods is a great burden for us that we have to carry around with us. All of this is a cause for uh, great suffering. and gets us caught up in, and for, uh, prevents us from ever leaving the world. Our attachment to money, our attachment to belongings, our attachment to people, all of these things keep us from, free, from being free.
1: And so conversely... As to those recluses and Brahmins who are not tied to these five cores of sensual pleasure, are not infatuated with them or utterly committed to them, and he used them seeing the danger in them and understanding the escape from them, it may be understood of them, they have not met with calamity, not met with disaster, the evil one cannot do with him as he likes. Suppose a forestier who is unbound lay down on a heap of snares, it may be understood of him, he has not met with calamity, not met with disaster, the hunter cannot do with him as he likes. And when the hunter comes, he can go where he wants. So too, as those recklesses and Brahmins who are not tied to these five cords of sensual pleasure, it may be understood of them, they have not met with calamity, not met with disaster. The evil one cannot do with them as he likes.
0: So here's the key of the practice. Removing the infatuation. Removing the commitment and the infatuation to these things. And so this is. The problem is not the experience of sensual pleasure. This doesn't mean that we can't eat good food or even see beautiful sights or listen to beautiful sounds. It's not being infatuated by them, not being committed to them, and using them, seeing the danger in them. So understanding them, really, it's not a matter of even being afraid of them, really, but it's understanding them, understanding them inside and out, and knowing that they only lead to fever, they only lead to... Sickness in the mind and 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 suffering, not not because you've brainwashed yourself into it, but that because you've seen it, because you've watched and you've looked and you've seen that that's all they're for. They're just like blood speared, blood smeared on bones. There's no meat to them. There's no substance to them. There's no benefit to them. And understanding the escape from them, understanding that the only way to be free, the only way to truly find happiness is to let them go, is to let them be, is to experience them as they are objectively. Such people are not snared, just like the deer is not snared by the hunter.
1: Suppose a forest deer is wandering in the forest wilds, He walks confidently, stands confidently, sits confidently, lies down confidently. Why is that? Because he is out of the hunter's range. So too, quite secluded from sensual pleasures, secluded from unwholesome states, a bhikkhu enters upon and abides in the first jhana, which is accompanied by applied and sustained thought, with a rapture and pleasure born out of seclusion. This bhikkhu is said to have blindfolded Mara. To become invisible to the evil one by depriving Mara's eye of his opportunity.
0: Right. So the idea is that the forest deer who is wandering in the wilds is is like the monk or the meditator who enters into all the jhanas and eventually becomes enters into enters into nibbana nirodha uh Sanyavid Vidiya Niroda, um so the like the, the forest deer. It is considered like the the wilds. Uh, a person who enters into the jhana is invisible to the evil one, is invisible to Mara and deprives Mara of his vision. Meaning that the sensual 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 desires can't affect one when one is in the jhana. It doesn't mean that they've been quenched, and the key difference here is that in in the first, in all the jhanas, the Samatha jhanas, there's still the potential for the sensual desire to come back, for our attachments and our aversions to return. But during the time that one's in these states, they're gone. And it's also a good platform to cultivate understanding for that reason, because one would be able to cultivate to create states of objectivity quite easily given that one's mind is, is pure and is free from partiality. And then the same with the second jhana, third jhana, fourth jhana, we've been through all these before, um, the realm the sphere of infinite space, the sphere of infinite consciousness, the sphere of nothingness, and the sphere of neither perception or non-perception, all of these are considered to be having become invisible to Mara, and depriving him of an opportunity. But there's one that's even better than that, and that is...
1: By completely surmounting the base of neither perception nor non-perception, a bhikkhu enters upon and abides in the cessation of perception and feeling, and his taints are destroyed by his seeing with wisdom. This bhikkhu is said to have blindfolded Mara, to become invisible to the evil one, by depriving Mara's eye of its opportunity and to have crossed beyond attachment to the world. He walks confidently, stands confidently, sits confidently, lies down confidently. Why is that? Because he is out of the evil one's range.
0: And so the difference between Nibbana, the jhanas and and the the Lokya jhanas, the samatha jhanas and the Lokutra jhana which is with nibbana as an object is that nibbana is a permanent separation it's a one-way path one doesn't go back to the, de- the state of defilement so it's uh, not just wandering in the, in the wilds it's leaving behind, leaving behind the entire realm of Mara never to return it's like uh, becoming invincible Impenetrable, stainless. therefore, one walks confidently, stands where everyone goes when is confident, because uh, one has seen something that is uh, unmistakably peace. and it finally has it, it's like getting a land getting your bearings uh, so that you know the direction. Until you get your bearings, everything looks the same. So if we say go left, go right, we have no reason to go in one direction or the other. So it's impossible to, of any certain, uh, to have a degree of have a any sort of certainty about which way to go. You you can't be or not any degree, but you can't be completely certain in your mind of of the wrongness of sensuality, of the wrongness of attachment of the wrongness of aversion, of the wrongness of partiality because you haven't got your bearing, you haven't found something that sets you straight, that stands you up and rights your vision until you realize Nibbāna, because the the realization of Nibbāna, which is total cessation of, of, uh, of any kind of suffering, any kind of state, anything that could be unsatisfying, then one realizes for sure, the the, the the distinction between that which is suffering and that which is freedom from suffering. And uh, that sets one straight, keeps one uh, from falling back into any kind of doubt, keeps one from chasing after sensuality because one is at that point certain, has a landmark, has a uh, comparison, a point of comparison, something to compare with that which arises and ceases. So that's what the Blessed One said, and as usual, everybody's all delighted.
1: Any budget questions
0: comments? Um, people asking some kind of question-like things. Okay, but only one of them is really a question. Yeah, let's see what he's saying. you take text from one verse and try to understand it alone, or do you need to read the whole chapter for a full understanding of what message they are trying to relate to us? Hmm, you need to read a lot. I think even reading one sutta sometimes doesn't give you a full understanding of what's being said. You have to read a lot, and and more importantly, you have to practice it. If you're not practicing these teachings, it's uh, quite difficult to really get a feeling for what's being said, really understand what's being said. Um, the, the best way to understand the Buddhist teaching is to put them into practice, which uh, I think goes without saying, requires, or is best done anyway with a teacher, competent instructor in the practice and in the Buddhist teaching. And, and the same goes with the suttas, and the best way is to have a guide, someone who can explain them to you. Anyway, that's all for tonight, so thank you all for showing up, and wish you all peace, happiness, and freedom from suffering, and a good night.